It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by American-Made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York Football Giants. Learn more at picknrg.com. And by PSENG. Committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. And brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. Lance Meadow, Jeff Fiegels, Paul Dettino with you here as we are recapping another heartbreaking loss for the Giants on Monday Night Football. They fall to the Chiefs 20-17, to so the Giants now falling to 2-6 and overall, 1-3 and on the road. They have lost three games this season that have been decided by three points or less as Harrison Butker's Field goal from 34 yards out, the ultimate difference maker, the Giants getting sacked twice on their final drive, and that pretty much sealed it for the Kansas City Chiefs. So a lot to take away from this game. Jeff, I want to start with you. This was right for the taking, this game. I think the defense, right? If you would have laid out the ideal game plan, hold this Kansas City team to 20 points, get two takeaways, get some pressure on Patrick Mahomes, all the check marks, right, up and down the list. But what do I say all the time? The volume (laughs) of the penalties is not necessarily the big thing. It's the timing of everything. And you had untimely penalties that essentially came back to bite the Giants. One thing. To add what you said before the penalties is the Giants got some points off of turnovers. They were able to score some points, something that we talked about. So that was going in their favor. But you go back to the penalties. Now, I'm going to go back to the first half. Right at the end of the first half, the Giants had the ball on the 45-yard line, and then they shot themselves in the foot. Three penalties, three consecutive penalties took them out of a possible scoring right there. Um, And then at the end of the game, um, it just it was piling on. And the biggest one, I think, was the offsides penalty by Zimenez nullifying the interception to Holmes. And, you know, that's a big play in the game. But, yes, it's the it's when they happen, Lance. And this was a game that, like you said, if you had said that the, it was going to be 17-17 to 17 going into the fourth quarter, nobody would have believed you. But the fact is the Giants had a great opportunity to win this football game today, and there was just some, some mistakes that they made down the, down the line that just cost them the game again. On top of that offside penalty that you referred to on the very next play, you have Tate Crowder with the face mask penalty. That was a killer because the 15 yards essentially now helped the Chiefs get into Giants territory. It was a 30-yard play because it's a 15-yard catch and a 15-yard penalty, so it's a 30-yard play. Now, speaking right, right, of that, Lance, yeah, you, mean, you mean the phantom face mask penalty? Well, listen, the bottom line is it was called. It's called I mean, so. listen, we we yep. could sit here all you want, and we could talk about the taunting penalty was unnecessary, too. It was called, though. I mean, you got to deal with it. No, no, but he, he did what he did. I sure. Mean, you know, Penny, Penny did what he did, but there was no fast face mask with Crowder. The yeah, replays man. didn't seem to... No, they didn't show that. Show if you that. watched yeah, the replay, exactly. you, yeah. you saw there was no penalty. There. Absolutely, yeah. All right, just want to make sure. Well, we got but that. the bottom line is, Paul. I mean, once again, we do this for every single game. We sit here and we go after penalty after penalty, and the bottom line is, it was called. I mean, you still have to find ways to no, overcome but before it. Before you hang Crowder out to dry, you got to make it very clear that that was a phantom call that he's getting blamed for, which he doesn't deserve. That's all. Well, the bottom line is it's a documented penalty. That was my point. Whether or not we should blame him or not, that will leave to the individual. As far as the offense is concerned, though, the taunting penalty did prove to be costly, Paul, no doubt. because that ultimately then backed them up, and we've seen that the Giants struggle to overcome those obstacles on offense. Yeah, yeah you know, that was a the momentum buster. The thing time. about that is Penny's a veteran, and he's known as a real great teammate around that, that clubhouse. 
uh, Coach Judge and, and T-Mac, they, they talk about him all the time, about, you know, he's so mature, he's such a pro, he gives you everything he's got, he's everything that a coach would want, and then he goes and does something that is about as dumb as you could possibly do. You bail your team out, getting a huge first down with a big chunk of yardage at the most critical time in the game, and then what do you have to do? you got to go over and rub it in a guy's face, knowing yeah. damn well that this year the NFL is being very critical of taunting penalties. Yep, you got to control I, your emotions. I, I can hang him out to drive for that because that was a real penalty, and he deserves to be called out for it. Ten penalties for the Giants. There were 22 penalties in this game combined. That certainly made a big difference in the outcome as the Chiefs beat the Giants 20-17. to We'll step aside, come back. We should be hearing from Joe Judge getting some player reaction as well as the Giants fall to 2-6, and six, losing on Monday Night Football. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Kyle Rudolph, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan. WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Two receivers to each side. Jones calls the signal. He takes the snap. He's back. He looks right. He throws right. Caught for the touchdown, Evan Ingram. That was the play of the game brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com for the official vehicle of the New York Giants as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jeff Fiegels, Paul Dettino with you as the Chiefs top the Giants 20-17. to Daniel Jones connecting with Evan Ingram gave the Giants a 17-14 lead, but Harrison Butker tacked on two field goals in the fourth quarter to lift Kansas City over the Giants by three. The Chiefs now improving to 3-0 and against the NFC East this season. They have beaten everybody but Dallas. They have yet to play the Cowboys, and the Chiefs have held two of those three opponents to less than 20 points. They held Washington to 13, the Giants now to 17, and that brings me to one of the biggest storylines, Jeff, that we talked about in the pregame and really has been the Achilles heel of this Chiefs team has been the defensive struggles, the inability to get off the field on third down, the inability to keep teams out of the end zone. The numbers did not necessarily jump off the page for good. 26th against the pass, 27th against the rush, yet this Giants offense, they did have some big plays. I'll give them that, Jeff, but overall, I think the expectations were much higher to be able to finish off drives and score more than 17. I thought they ran the ball extremely well today. I thought that Booker did a nice job. That offensive line gave him a chance to mix in some good runs and then be able to do some nice play action passes. But one thing that they they did give up some big plays. And by the way, I told you in the pregame that the uh, Chiefs have given up 13, 30 or plus yards uh, plays on the season. So you knew there was going to be some big plays in there. But the problem is, is that it's the Giants in the red zone again. You know, when they get down in there inside that short red zone, Paul and I were testing each other back and forth in the game. It just so, it seems to be that it's so hard to put the ball in the end zone when other teams make it look so easy. Well, the big missed opportunity, Paul, to just expand on what Jeff is talking about, you get the interception early in the game, the deflection, Julian Love, and then all of a sudden you give the ball back to the Chiefs in great field position. That was a huge missed opportunity. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it turns out to be, what, a 13-yard drive for Kansas City, and now they got a 7 nothing lead already when, you know, this Kansas City team has struggled in the first half of games to where uh, they were a net minus over the course of the season uh, at halftime. 
And that was one of the things that all the TV folks were saying uh, during the pregames earlier today is that Kansas City needs to come out and they've got to get a lead. They've got to establish something so that they can control the tempo and the flow of the game. Now, the interesting part is, even though Kansas City got that 7 to nothing lead, the Giants did a good enough job to come back, get a touchdown at the beginning of the second quarter, make it 7-7, and they were in the game throughout all the way to the end. So I can't say that that first Chiefs touchdown necessarily tilted the game so much that the Giants couldn't come back. Because they did, and they did everything they had to do to be in this game, and, and they were in position to win the game. And they just gift-wrapped another one away. Uh, you know, they have many things that they can point to over the course of this game. Drop passes, penalties. Uh, they did have a couple of missed tackles that really kind of irked me. But for the most part, I thought they did a pretty good job. And I understand Patrick Graham's game plan, by the way. This was one of those game plans that simply said, we're going to bend but don't break all night long. We're going to force Kansas City to use 11 play drives, drive it 60, 70 yards, whatever it's going to be. We're, we're very happy losing the battle of total yardage. Kansas City can grind out as many yards as they want. It does not matter. We're just going to make sure that we don't give up touchdowns. So I love this philosophy. It, it did hold Kansas City to 20 points. Of course, on the other side of the ball, I don't think the Giants took enough of deep shots, and uh, and their receiving situation is just, I mean, holy good God. Uh, you know, are they going to call Stephen Baker out of retirement? I mean, they, they need receivers. They just have nobody left. Well, Sterling Shepard got banged up. He was ruled out now because of a quad injury. We'll obviously have more on that as we go through the injury report. But as Paul was talking about, the longest run play for the Chiefs was 12 yards by Darrell Williams. The longest pass play was by Tyreek Hill, who had 12 receptions for 94 yards. But they did avoid and they prevented the Chiefs from getting those explosive plays. The problem is it's this complementary football aspect that I keep bringing up every single week, Jeff. And it's the fact that when you get a great performance from the defense, right, the offense does doesn't meet you halfway. When you get a great performance from the offense, it's the defense then that struggles, and that essentially was lacking today, that complementary aspect. Yeah, and it's you know it's something that has to improve. And if you're going to win football games, you got to complement each other. And you know one of the things that uh, two things real quickly on the on the offense of the Chiefs, one thing that the the Giants did is, and we knew that they were going to play this you know this coverage at the two deep coverage and this shell coverage. Well, Andy Reid and them, they went to the perimeter. They just they hit the perimeter. That's where they were getting most of their yards, and they were taking advantage of just the handoffs or just the little, you know, those little pitches. They actually go down as a pass, but, you know, they couldn't stop that, and that was, that was part of their game plan to run the football to take away that, that soft-shell coverage that all the teams are doing against the Chiefs. Um, and then the one, the one opportunities when we talk about complementary football or just op, just basically execution, the one play when you got the 41-yard pass to Booker, um, and plus the roughing the passer penalty puts you down there, and then you all of a sudden you're inside the the red zone. You got third and four, and and Shepard gets he he goes to the ground on a three-yard out. I just that to me bothers me because that is a, a strictly execution play. You if you have got to get past the first down marker there. Yeah. You had a chance to make a first down and get a new set of downs to go in and and then you got you try to score and they end up getting a field goal there. So that's just that's the kind of things that this team does to themselves that makes them lose football games. Yeah, they were not very good on third and short situations. That certainly came back to bite them. We'll get more into that as we move forward. We hope to hear from Joe Judge player reaction as well. 
Chiefs beat the Giants 20-17. to We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Evan Ingram, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN FM, New York. I set. Jones over center. Play fake. He's back to throw. He looks left. He throws left. Touchdown, Giants. Kyle Rudolph gets his first touchdown with Big Blue. And the Giants are an extra point away from tying it. That is today's scoring drive of the game brought to you by Investors Bank. Get the official New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. Visit InvestorsBank.com slash Giants for more details as that capped a nine-play, 85-yard drive that took just over four minutes off the clock. Daniel Jones connecting with Kyle Rudolph from one yard out. Rudolph's first touchdown as a New York Giant. That tied the game at seven, as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point, Lance Meadow, Jeff Eagles, Paul DeTito with you as we are recapping the Chiefs' three-point victory over the Giants, 20-17. to Giants falling to 2-6. and six. The Chiefs get to 500-4-4. and four. They improve to 3-0 and oh against NFC East opponents this season. Let's walk you through the Giants' power report brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. On the ground today, the Giants ran the ball 20 times for 72 yards. Devontae Booker led the way with 15 carries for 60 yards, so it was four yards a carry for him. Daniel Jones limited five runs for 12 yards as the Giants had opportunity after opportunity to take the lead, move ahead, cushion it, but they just were unable to sustain and finish drives because of penalties. And then, Jeff, I want to get back to something that you had mentioned right before we got to break, the struggles on some of those manageable third downs. You were talking about the one play where Shepard wasn't even at the first down marker, and then he essentially went out of play. It was not an ideal throw by Daniel Jones, but there was also, Jeff, there was a third and one where they tried to pitch it off a fake, and then Jones kept it, and then he was stuffed at the line, and then there was a third and three. I would argue the throw was low, but it did go through Kadarius Toney's hands, and it was certainly an opportunity there. Those are manageable downs to keep drives alive. Yeah, and I like the play design on the option route. I think that just Daniel Jones misread it. He was covered by two guys, and the pitch, I, it was, I think it was Booker, that he was outside. Yeah. I mean, he was wide open. So it's just a play that, you know, you work on in practice, and it's, uh, you know, the heat of the moment. But obviously, it would have worked if it, it was designed perfectly, um, unfortunately. And then the other one, I believe, was just a slant pattern to uh, Tony, and it was yeah. thrown low there, and that's just a timing thing. You know, there's a guy that's missed a lot of practice, and um, that just goes back to to, you know, running that play and practice over and over and having the timing, and it was off. Pretty good field position on both of those drives. Yeah. That's in the third quarter where it's still a 14-10 to 10 game, Kansas City at halftime, and you're talking about the Giants stalling there at the 34 and at their own 47, specifically that second drive where Tony couldn't handle the, the low pass, which was certainly catchable, uh, forces them to punt from the 47-yard line. you got to think to yourself, my goodness, you know, at that point, you convert that first down. You, you'd like to believe you could at least get a field goal out of that drive. But, you know, again, just a litany of mistakes. I still can't get over Shepard coming up short uh, in the red zone on that pass. Jeff, Me I either. couldn't agree with you more. 
that that to me is another one. I, I talk about how Eli Penny committing the taunting makes absolutely no sense yeah. for the kind of guy that he is. Well, the kind of the veteran player, yeah. Right? Yeah. The professional that he is. Sterling Shepard, the route runner that he is, the veteran that he is, the, the, the productive player that he is, for him to run that route short and force them to kick a field goal makes absolutely no sense. I and, don't understand it. Yeah, in addition to that, though, I think the throw also took Shepard off and did not give him an opportunity to maybe regroup and then run towards the chains as well. I think it was a combination of two factors. We'll step aside. We'll come back. Once again, we're hoping to hear from Joe Judge, get player reaction as well. Giants fall to the Chiefs by three. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. You trained for this all year. Endless hours of cardio, conditioning, and weights. And now, you are ready. Ready to trek back to your seat from the concession stand. Through the lines, lost fans, and that mascot who wants you to do a little dancey dance. All without spilling a drop of your ice-cold Bud Light. Welcome back to football, sports fans. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Let's hear from Joe Judge. You know, in terms of our own team, I'm proud of a lot of things we put in the field today. There's a lot of ways we want to play the game that showed up on the field today, ways we practiced that were carried over. Ultimately, it wasn't enough. We, you know, we've got to eliminate the mistakes that we make down a stretch. We can't allow a team like this to have extra opportunities. We can't rob opportunities from ourselves with breakdowns and focus. So we've got to make sure we do a better job of that. In terms of the players themselves, we'll get them in. We'll clean up mistakes. We'll build on what we did well. We'll move on to the Raiders All right, as soon as we get that done. That being said, I'll open up any questions. Thanks, Matt. We just can't have penalties like that, point blank, or any penalties we had. And that comes down to you know how we execute on the field and make sure we coach it better. That doesn't happen again. So we got to do a better job all the way around. But you know there were some situations that came up throughout the game that we got to make sure we eliminate to give ourselves a better chance to have success. No, I wouldn't call it a pitch count, but we were kind of, you know, structured based on how we did in practice this week, things we were doing. We built him up as we were going through the game. So, you know, he had the uh, hand issue, and then he was able to come back. So, The headsets are going out. No, we're having headset issues. This happened in every game so far. So we deal with the league, and they keep telling us there's different software updates or whatever it is. But we had to call two timeouts today because we're trying to send the deals in personnel-wise, and you got half the headsets aren't getting a reception. So that, that's the issue right there. So we're trying to make sure we're in the right call. There were some other times we just didn't like the look. We want to make sure we settled down on. But the other one's talking about with the substitution deals right there, yeah, it's breakdowns, and we got to make sure the hardware is working. So whatever the issue with that is, you know, people involved with that better get it fixed fast. Talking on the offensive part right there, um, there were a couple scenarios that that one was more just kind of how things were playing out right there based on situation losing yards. But there were two times today where the headsets were, you know, an issue that we got to make sure that, you know, we'll start doing hand signals, whatever we got to do if we have to. We can't rely on the equipment, then we'll figure something else out. But, you know, we tried to actually at one point go back to the old equipment. They told us we weren't allowed to do it for whatever reason. But we didn't have issues really last year for the most part, so hopefully we can figure that out. Home and away, home and away issue. 
I've had every, at every single stadium this year, home and away, I've had issues personally. Look, I, I don't know. Look, I, I don't want to make this all about headsets. We have things. I'd say this. Whoever's in charge of it, whoever the guys who – look, Jordan, I don't know the exact answer. I don't know if that comes more through the league or us exactly, but they better fix it fast. Yeah, that's it. That's, uh, look, I'll get you all the details and stuff later and who does all that stuff. You know, we get the communication back. We say, hey, listen, these things have been an issue, and then we get told they've adjusted this, they've done this, they've done this, whatever it is. Like, like I said, we try to adjust and use different hardware. It hasn't been allowed, so we'll keep on moving on. Again, look, I don't want to make this about stupid headsets. That's not what this is about. Yeah, you know, I mean, that wasn't the factor in the game. We've got to do other things on our own to make sure we have success. So what, what accounts for you guys being so Pat, I don't have a blanket answer for that right there. I'm going to look at each one individually and make sure that we just go ahead and we have all the techniques correctly and that guy's making the right decisions at that moment of time. Obviously, we can't have those things come up. How frustrating was it the offense could not produce more points to get the game in the game? There was a lot of things the offense did positively tonight. Strung some drives together. We knew the kind of game plan we wanted to play. We wanted to play on our terms tonight. For a large part, we did. You know, for a large part, we played the kind of game that we came in and said, this is how we have to play tonight, you know, offensively, defensively, and the kicking game. You know, we knew what kind of, you know, game it was going to be. They're a very talented team, very well coached. You know, we anticipated a lot of the answers they were going to have, and we had our kind of change-ups ready as well for what they were going to. So there was a lot of situational ball going back and forth, a lot of good coaching adjustments, a lot of good execution adjustments on the field. So in terms of how all three phases played, I'll wait till I kind of see the tape with specific adjustments and changes. Um, like I said, there was a lot positive tonight. Obviously, it wasn't good enough in the long run. Yeah, once you get under 246, you really don't want to use that last timeout because the way it plays out. So, you know, I started calling them earlier, obviously, and then we weren't able to stop them once they got in the field goal range. So I held the last one for the later situation. In terms of how we managed the time right there, you know, getting the ball back with a little bit over a minute, you know, no timeouts, that's about what you're looking at right there. You can use before or after. There's kind of different ways of using it. Um, we calculate about what the team time is going to be, but there's kind of certain periods within the game when you're in that kind of four-minute mode, they're trying to run the clock down, you're trying to stop and get back for a two-minute drive right there that you want to be safe about when you do and don't call it. And a lot of it ties into if you use that last timeout, can you force them into snapping it a second time after that before the two-minute warning? No, that one was not. That was stop the clock right there. Yeah, I'm more focused on, you know, playing all 60 minutes of football and execute every play throughout it and not worry about, you know, hey, this one little label right here. we got to do a lot of things along the way. puts us in a better situation down that stretch right there. So we got to make sure we play, you know, we finish games better by playing the first 59 minutes, 59 seconds the right way. Joe, you've been in this situation this season where, you know, you play to your specialty and for We've also played our special teams a number of times, Art, which really benefited the team in terms of complementary football as well. 
So you've got to go out there and you have to execute. Each situation is, you know, unique. It's different. You've got to make sure that you have the right focus, the right technique, the right execution on every single one of them. So we're going to play to our defense at times, our special teams at times, our offense at times. Uh, I'm not going to hesitate to do that. Like, everybody here gets paid, right? Every coach gets paid. Every player gets paid. We're here. Everyone's got to do their job. So when you're called, you've got to answer that call right there. So our special teams played very well this year for the most part. They've done a great job. You know, one of our focuses in this game was eliminate their return game. They came out with zero yards in return game. This is an explosive return team. Some of our best offensive plays are their punt returns and kickoff returns. Our goal today was whether it was through, you know, good situational punts and plus 50 or, to be honest with you, ugly punts. There's a large element of you go into the game sometimes, and you got to tell a guy like Riley of, hey, look, we want ugly punts tonight. Get them off their mark. Get them off their rhythm and their timing. Punt returners and kick returners love getting that ball when their feet are setting the ground, right? When they can time it up, they can hit that thing. And just like they practice it with the blocks, get back to a certain spacing at the right timing, it all feels very natural. The way you can affect that is by having, you know, moving the ball and kickoffs, moving the ball and punts, whatever you can do right there, and getting those specialists off their rhythm. So sometimes we go out there and we tell Riley, hey, look, we're going to win ugly tonight. We understand that sometimes it may not look as good in a stat sheet or in a situation. It may look like it's something not that great. But we're going to have them hit balls sometimes that are a little bit unconventional and get the other team out of rhythm right there and put the pressure on them to execute. I can only really think of one that was probably off schedule in terms of what we really wanted. That was more of a situation where we were looking to go ahead and flip the field position and put them pinned on back right there. Um, you know, we got to execute that better. You know, that's, we got to coach that better and we got to execute and play it better. That's not just. I don't have a final diagnosis on it right now. Um, looked like he got twisted around by a defender on that penalty. Uh, I only saw, you know, a brief replay of it out of the corner of my eye. Uh, so I was relying a little on secondhand information. So we don't have a final diagnosis on where he's at. Obviously, he wasn't able to come back to the game. We'll see where he's at. Hopefully, it's not too bad. I'm just going to I'll answer the second one right there in terms of the fourth and two, uh, the one we hit the field goal on right there. Yeah, because I thought points were going to be at a premium. Our defense was playing good right there. You, know, you think about, you know, for the most part of the game, it was the short field we gave them, they scored on, they had the one drive, they strung together. So I was going to play to our defense a lot tonight. I had a lot of confidence in how they're playing as a unit. You know, they were running the ball. You know, part of our thing was if you can make this team run the ball, take away the explosive plays and the shots over your head, that's really how you got to play this team. You got to be patient with it. You got to be committed to the game plan. You got to tackle them. We got to do a better job in some of those runs, make sure we don't let them have, you know, more leaky runs right there. But overall, I was going to play to our defense tonight. And that was a situation right there. You had to keep accumulating points on a team like this. And you come in, and obviously it's a very well-coached team, very explosive team, you know, but you can come in sometimes and shoot yourself in the foot by saying we've got to score every point every time we get available, right? And you can go ahead and fall back on those analytic sheets we've talked about in the past where, okay, this is a situation because Vegas says it's the point spread. You've got to go for it, right? Well, ultimately, I would say that that's not really what the factor in the game was. I think the factor is more situational execution, some things we've got to clean up as a team. So in terms of how we played it, you know, to the kicking game, to the defense, and offense, you know, manufacturing some drives down it right there. For a large part, it was how we wanted to play this game. So in terms of kind of getting that point where it's fourth and two, I talked through every situation in terms of, you know, at the beginning of the drive. Okay, what am I thinking about going for right here? Every time we get a new set of sticks and I first down, I'm always thinking, okay, what does it have to be for me to want to go for right here? And I factor in everything right there. How's our defense playing? You know, how's their offense playing? How are their, you know, top players executing right there? How can I go ahead and put the ball more in their court that they got to go ahead and beat us? as opposed to us giving them a short field and an offense like this, it's, it's great when you go for it, right? And obviously we didn't get one short yardage right there, another part in the game. 
You know, so you get to that point, and it's like, hey, look, we're going to play to our defense. Let's make them go on a longer field. I got a lot of confidence where our defense is playing right now. Those guys are doing a good job. Pat's calling a really good game right now. So we got to make sure we give our team an opportunity to have success. And sometimes that falls into the, you know, some people say it's aggressive to go for it. Again, I've said this before. Sometimes it's aggressive as well to say, well, we're going to punt it, play aggressive with our defense. We're going to stop you, get the ball back, and then go ahead and finish on better field position of the offense. So. No. No, no. I'm so focused on the game right now, Jordan. We'll kind of, you know, see if any phone calls came anything like that right now. I'm just worried about getting these guys back tonight and get them back going right towards the Raiders. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, guys. That's Giants head coach Joe Judge. Last two questions there about the NFL trade deadline, which comes your way tomorrow. We are going to go right to our next player here as Daniel Jones enter the press conference room and he is going to head to the podium and address the media after the Giants' loss to the Kansas City Chiefs here in Kansas City before they head back to East Rutherford, New Jersey. Here's Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones. Uh, yeah, just a bad decision there. Uh, should have kicked the ball out to the swing there. Just a bad decision. What happened at the end of the first half on the um, yeah, trying to trying to set that up, and um, you know, got to be better pre-snap, communicating some of those things, and and uh, making sure we're in a good situation, uh, kind of executing consistently. But um, yeah, got to do better there. Um, I think it was, um, you know, I think mistakes we made, uh, decisions. I think the turnover was. A big deal, I think. Um, you know, third down, executing and, and you know keeping drives going, um, and, and just being more consistent with with that execution. I think uh, we did some good things um, here and there, but ultimately not enough and, and not consistent enough. Why do you think you guys weren't able to get anything You know, I think uh, you know, got to just got to keep the ball moving forward. I think. Uh, you know, first play, you know, got something moving forward and got the ball out of bounds, and then, um, you know, kind of stalled after that. So, got to get the ball out, um, get guys running, and, and uh, keep it moving. Yeah, I think uh, tough deal there. I didn't really have a great view at it. Um, you know, I think I think Eli was was celebrating, and um, you know, I don't think he meant that at, at someone particularly. So uh, we'll look at it, and and um, you know, I you know gotta gotta be smart. Uh, yeah, I think uh, you know, I think we like I said, we did a lot of good things, and, and I thought we. Um, you know, had had an opportunity to win it there at the end, and, and we didn't finish. So, uh, certainly feels like a missed opportunity. Well, three more. Yeah, do you feel like you're in this spot a lot? Like it feels a lot like one fight here against the Falcons, where you're all sides against Washington. Tonight, it feels like you don't finish one fight or two fight away a lot. Um, yeah, I think um, 
you know, when you're in tight games and you don't win, it's going to come down to one or two plays. That's the way this, this league works, um, you know, playing tight games and, and, you know, winning it comes down to, to one or two plays also. So, um, you know, we've got to, we got to do that. We've got to uh, execute at critical points in the game. Um, it's tough, tough to see guys go down. I know how hard Shep worked to get back, and um, you know, tough to see him go down. Um, but you know, we, we've had guys step up, and, and uh, we got to keep doing that. We got got good guys who can who can adapt, play different spots, smart football players. So, um, you know, got to keep doing that, and, and uh, you know, that's part of part of this game, part of um, you know how we have to be going forward. How crazy! How crazy! Is this? I mean, this is not normal. I mean, you can't any anything that Every one of them is fixed for this three game. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's. Uh, you know, frustrating, and, and those guys, you know, don't don't want to miss time. They're working, working as hard as they possibly can to, to get back. So, um, you know, got to trust it and and uh, and stay at it. But um, you know, it's our job to prepare and, and prepare well to to play with the guys who are uh, who are up. All right. That is Giants cornerback Daniel Jones leading the podium here in Kansas City as the Giants lose to the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday Night Football. We will now have, it looks like, Darius Tony heading to the tone, to the podium right here in Kansas City. Let's join him as Kadarius addresses the media after the game. You uh, walk us through the play where you threw the ball, had that kind of unfolder of the lead, and how much you support the game and to do that? I mean, worked on it all week, more of it just pitched me the ball and I just make a decision. Uh, that stepped on. Mm, I don't remember, but it did got stepped on. I came back out there to fight with my teammate. Nah, mm mm, nah. Mm hmm. I mean, yeah, we just executed how we supposed to. I mean, it is what it is. You know, maybe they got to come back next weekend. Um, you know, not do what we did this week, you know. I mean, just simple follow game plan, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tough because, I mean, you want to go to war with your brothers. At the end of the day, I mean, if they ain't able to go, I mean, you still got to step up. So, I mean, it's, you know. No, I felt pretty good, you know, just getting back, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I play for the Giants. I don't know what their game plan was. I mean, at the end of the day, but we just didn't go out there and execute how we're supposed to. Simple. I mean, it is tough whenever you lose. I mean, you don't go to practice all week just to lose. So, I mean, it's pretty tough to deal with a loss, but at the end of the day, we just got to go back and correct our mistakes. Simple. Why do you think, why do you think these calls to mistakes keep happening to 
What you mean? I mean, everybody make mistakes. What you saying? Oh. Saying everybody make mistakes. You know, they had holding penalties. We had holding penalties. Like, it's, I mean, you never gonna have a perfect game of football. So, what you really asking? Um, you know, I don't know. You know, mental discipline. I guess we just gotta stay sharp on what we're doing. Uh, he just said he was just ready to watch me play. You know, he was, um, you know, when you talk to a goat, you know, he just, uh, he just encouraged me. You know, just, he just wanted, you know, um, wanted me to go out there and just play my best. You know, he was excited to just watch me. You know. I mean, it mean a lot. You know, I mean, cause I grow up hearing about him and you know what I'm saying, knowing what he did to this league, like impactful wise. I mean, that that mean a lot to me. Uh, I mean, I done had that kind of moment with a lot of different people, like OBJ. I seen him at the Cleveland camp, uh, camp and he knew who I was. So, I mean, I, I'm kind of getting used to it now, so, you know. That's Giants wide receiver Kadarius. Tell me the player press conferences are brought to you by that life, the official insurance company of the New York Giants, and that Joe Judge press conference you heard a few minutes ago was brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, official luxury vehicle of the New York football Giants. We're going to stick here. And now here from one of the Giants defensive captains, Logan Ryan, that's the podium. <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't realize the play was negated. I was really excited for Darnay. Darnay's been working really hard. Um and, you know, we really played that game how we wanted to play for the most part. I mean, I think we had some costly penalties at the end that kind of hurt us. Uh, but not one play decided that. We had some – we still stood up in the red area at the end there, made it force them three, gave our offense opportunity at the end. But, um, you know, last week against Carolina, they were in that kind of that last minute, those last garbage time, fourth quarter. Darnay missed a couple of those. We're saying push wider, push wider, Nay, like you're going to get one. And for him to do it next week and potentially um, help us win the game, it shows the growth there. So, like I said, guys took stuff from practice and really applied it, and it showed it wasn't perfect defensively at all. Improvement in the red area, improvement on third down, um, held a really explosive offense in check for the most part, just kind of beat ourselves with some of those penalties. Um, if they were penalties, with some of those penalties at the end, they were unfortunate. Um, just, uh, you know, learn from them, show better, show better, you know, the taunting, you know, we've talked about that all, you know, we talked about that. I've been talking about that all year. That's tough. Uh, guys got to control their emotions and not do much, I guess. But, uh, you know, I don't know about Tay's penalty. I didn't really see it. I heard it was ticky tacky, the face mask on Tay. I didn't see it. I think he was going for the ball. So I don't know. I don't know how you tell somebody to, to do that any differently. You just got to take it what it is. Um, obviously, they're going to give the offense more chances in this day and age, and you got to got to respond and, and, and get a stop. And we did at the end, man. We, we held them to three. Obviously, we went to hold them to zero, but we held them to three. And, um, you know, we didn't win the game. I mean, I don't know. Our offense would have had the ball and would have uh, – Potentially scored. You want to go back there and do a 
two-minute stop again with those guys. I mean, Mahomes is good at it, so who knows? Yeah, man, he's got a good hard count, and, and he got us. And we, we talked about it, and I'm sure Shane's going to talk about it. It's just unfortunate. I'm sure he wish he didn't do it. But it's something you got to learn from, and hopefully you learn from it, you know, so it doesn't happen in the game. But it happened today, and that wasn't the end-all, be-all. Like I said, we had a face mask after that, and we had some other um, some stuff to drive to get him down there in scoring position, and then we got to stop Keon coming in, put a package in for Keon crossing. He comes in and executes, gets a sack. So there's a lot of good things out there that we did. Uh, it just uh, wasn't clean enough to, to have a winning performance. Well, why, why, do you, why do you think he, he, he cost his penalty? He um, I guess we're going to bring it back to early in the year. I don't know. Every game's different, man. Every game's different. I think guys are eager to make the play. You just need to have some better, you know, poise, I guess, out there in the end. I mean, the stakes are high, and uh, that's really it. I mean, it's not the same guy. It's not the same person. It's everyone kind of making their own. We don't all get a my bad. Unfortunately, we don't get that in this league, so it's got to learn from them, got to do better. But um, like I said, we came out here and played how we wanted to play for the most part. We just didn't finish. All right, so that was Giants defensive back Logan Ryan reflecting on the Giants' 20-17 to loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. A reminder, Big Blue Kickoff Live is the Giants' daily call-in show on Giants.com every weekday at 12.30 p.m., all part of the Giants Podcast Network. The archives can be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. We'll step aside. When we come back, we'll continue to recap the Giants' three-point loss and look ahead to their next game before the bye against the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as the Chiefs top the Giants 20-17. to The player of the game is brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers. ELEC 825, building our future. And the player of the game, we're going to give it to Devontae Booker, who had a combined 125 yards from scrimmage today. He ran the ball 15 times, had five receptions as he was able to try to move the chains consistently for the Giants. Unfortunately, they just were not able to move the chains enough with completions for touchdowns. We will now, let's head back to the podium. James Bradbury addressing the media. Um, we just made sure we played with a lot of depth because we knew they we knew they wanted to uh, get the explosive plays over the top of the defense. Um, so that's, uh, that was our main focus, you know, try to limit Tyreek Hill and uh, Hardman outside. Yeah, it was definitely a challenge. Um, you know, I just happened to be the corner on the backside, and I mean, he happened to be the the primary guy that was most of the time lined up over there. So that was kind of my matchup when whenever the the call was called, and he lined up over there. Um, but I definitely took pride into this matchup. This is my first time matching up against a tight end. You know, a premier tight end in this league. Uh, he's a really good player. Um, I'm just glad I was able to do well against him. Um, I don't know when it's too late. I think it's just too late whenever they say we're out of playoff con- uh, contentions. Uh, but until then, until they say that, we're going to keep fighting, and it's not too late. Uh, I think we're just shooting ourselves in the foot, you know, uh, making bad mistakes in key moments. Um, that's, yeah, that's how we end up losing the games. Pretty much halfway, halfway through the season. 
How do you fix that at this point? Just gotta show up tomorrow. Watch film, correct mistakes, really. That's the only thing you do, you know. They can coach us. We go out there and we practice hard. Um, and then we try to we give our best effort on Sunday, you know. That's Giants quarterback James Bradbury. Giants football is brought to you by our local Ford stores. For great deals on the full lineup, visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York football Giants. Now O'Shane Zimenez heads to the podium. He'll be our final player here in Kansas City before we wrap things up from here. Here's O'Shane at the podium. Uh, yeah, uh, looking back, you know, that's never a play you want to give up. Um, Never playing ball for a long time and jumping off sides is never acceptable. Um, just looking to move on from it and, yeah, taking the next step. What was the The same thing that goes through my head every time I see a yellow flag go out. Like, it's just, it's not something you want, want to do or be responsible for. So, yeah, you just got to, you know, keep going. You know, I feel like, I mean, I'm not making no excuses or nothing. I thought, you know, they had some, some movement on the offensive side of the ball, but my opinion don't matter, you know, is what the ref sees. So I was offside, you know, I'm accountable for that. Like, it's never acceptable to do that. And it goes against everything we're building as a team. So, you know, we, we're a team that we don't like to make mistakes. And, you know, that's something we really harp on. And I'm, I'm looking ready to uh, make up for that. Yeah, of course, I definitely did. Uh, you know, I talked to him, you know, it could have been his first pick on the season. And, you know, that's honestly what, you know, pisses me off the most about it, you know, because it's my dog right there. So, you know, it could have been a big play for him, but, you know, got to move on from it. I mean, you know, it's the, I got to go back and watch it on tape. You know, I got to see what, what actually went down. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it's just, yeah. Um, we just got to keep rolling. You know, we play in less than seven days. You know, it's another team coming to MetLife, so we got to get ready and get on them. Um, no, you got to keep rolling. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of ball left to play. You know, I don't really harp on the past or what, what happened. You know what I'm saying? I, I still try to look forward and stay positive. Um, I think it's a challenge to stay disciplined, you know. It's just something you have to do. We get played a lot of money to play this game. And, you know, jumping on sides is something you can't do as a, a professional football player. That's O'Shane Zimenez. Guys, we are done here from Kansas City. Lance, you, Jeff, and Paul can take us home the rest of the way. We'll All right. Thank you so much, John. As the Giants fell to the Chiefs 20-17 to at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, we will step aside. When we come back, we'll highlight what exactly went wrong down the stretch as the Giants fell short and look ahead to their next challenge. Quick turnaround as they'll be back home Sunday to host another team in the AFC West, the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. I'm Kadarius Tony, and now back to more Giants football on the fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jeff Eagles, Paul Dottino with you as the Chiefs 
topped the Giants 20 to 17 in Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium. Giants now falling to two and six, unable to build off of their impressive 25 to three victory over the Panthers last weekend at MetLife Stadium. Let's take you through today's game breakdown brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. As far as total team statistics go, the Chiefs had 368 total yards. The Giants finished with 300. Through the air, it was 261 to 228 in favor of Kansas City on the ground. Also went in favor of the Chiefs, 107 to 72. Penalties jumps off the page in this one. 12 for 103 yards for the Chiefs, 10 for 88 yards for the Giants. The Giants were two for three in the red zone. The Chiefs were two for six. So that was certainly a victory for the Giants. And third downs, five of 12 for Kansas City. The Giants were four of 12. Keep in mind, coming into this game, Kansas City 30th in the NFL on third down defense. They were allowing their opponents to convert 49% of the time. And the Giants had a lot of manageable third downs, but they only converted four out of 12 opportunities. Jeff, before we kiss the network goodbye. I want to bring you in in terms of the penalties, which is what we were talking about earlier. This, to me, spells out why the Giants lost three games this season by three points or less. The common theme, as I look over the numbers, week two at Washington, right? They lose on that offside penalty that enabled the Mm -hmm. Washington football team to attempt the field goal all over again. 11 penalties, which was a season high for the Giants. The following week, they go up against the Falcons. They lose on a last-second field goal again. They had eight And then tonight, they have 10. So three of their highest penalized games came in contests which were close. And all of a sudden, you start to add up all of the reasons where it could have went one way or the other. Well, field position as a result of penalties would be something that I would put right at the top of the list. Well, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, at at the end of the first half, field position, you had great field position, but then you had three consecutive penalties. You know, so, I mean, you take those three penalties, you take the four penalties at the end of the game, that's seven of the ten that you had. You mentioned it was ten, correct? Ten, correct, yeah. So, I mean, other than that, you had a couple here and there, but, you know, these penalties, they come at, it's just in most inopportune times. And, you know, we talk about this all the time, and I know you guys are probably sick of hearing it, but, you know, it's the volume, of course, but it's when these things happen. And so, how do you how do you like what's the cause right i think that and what happens is when you get in the pressure situations in the national football league you have to understand the circumstances and where you're at and what how, you know where you are on the field and what's happening so you know those teams the penalties even though they're they're there might be a five yard penalty the the ramifications of them are, can be like 25 yard penalties it's they can't come at certain times and that's what's happening with this team is they're 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 having these penalties come at just the weirdest times that cost them games. And, and, and really this game is all about scoring. And you, and if you're going to cause penalties that, you know, that eliminate you from going down and scoring, scoring points, that's, you're not going to win many games. And so you have to button those things up. And when you talk about, you know, Zimenez, when he says he's played football all his life and this and that, you got to watch the football, you know? So, I mean, it is no excuse and I'm glad that he took it and said, yeah, it's, there's no excuse for it, but it happened. Um, and unfortunately, penalties lose your games, and the Giants have learned that lesson. Giants had 11 possessions. They wound up scoring on just three of those 11 possessions, two touchdowns and a field goal. And right now, Jeff was focusing, Paul, on some of the offensive penalties that stalled drives, but then when you look on the defensive side of the ball, 
the last thing you want to do on a night where your defense is performing admirably and Kansas City, right, is struggling to score to give them gifts in field position to get in field goal range for what turned out to be the go-ahead and game-winning score. Well, looking at that final drive, you get the offsides against Zimenez, which you've already alluded to, and, and then they give you the uh, the face mask, which is a phantom penalty on Crowder. I still don't understand how that happened. But here's the thing. You know, uh, Jeff is absolutely right. Uh, when, when you talk about the hidden yardage in a game, and, and Jeff and I like to talk about hidden yardage in terms of when you change possessions, how much yardage did you gain or lose by that change of possession? Well, unfortunately, penalty yardage also kind of is hidden yardage because mm-hmm. even though people will total up that stat at the end of the night, what they don't understand is how that particular piece of, of footage or grass wound up leading to tilting the field or extending a drive or costing you a drive. And as you say, Lance, all the time, it's when. It's when they occur. It's not just how many are they. It's when do they happen. And here's the thing. I'm I'm tired of people, you know, oh, well, you know, coach is supposed to be a disciplined coach. And, uh, you know, if if he's so tough and disciplined, you know, how how does his team play so undisciplined? Well, what is he supposed to do? Is I mean, somebody identify for me what a coach is supposed to do when players are out on the field and he's on the sideline and the players are in between the white lines and they do things that make absolutely no sense. Is he supposed to bench that player? Is he supposed to cut that player? What is it that people want a coach to do so that he doesn't get blamed for things that don't make sense on the field. Well, and I also think that there's a level of penalties. So, for example, when you talk about undisciplined play, if you want to talk about taunting, you know, that could be avoided in terms of a player needing to realize the moment of the game, what you should do and what you can't do. When you're called for a face mask penalty or something else that is a very borderline call, I don't know necessarily if you got a guy wrapped up and your hands go in the wrong direction, I mean, there's only so much coaching that's going to correct something like that, well, especially when you're in the moment. a mental penalty compared to a physical penalty. Sure, a there's an aspect of that. face mask is a physical yeah. penalty. If the guy grabs a mask, he grabs a mask. That's a physical penalty. In, in, in uh, Eli Penny's case, that's a mental mistake and I don't understand how a coach can be responsible for a player like that who we've already talked about is exemplary and just does something that's completely foolish I I, I just can't get my grips around how a coach is responsible for that but so many people will point to a coach and say well look these things keep happening it must be the coach's fault how? I don't get it yeah, let, let me let me throw a little. Uh, I'll give you a little insight on this. So you know, you're 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 absolutely right. You know, the coaches can only coach so much, and then the players have to play the game. But um, what happens, Paul, is that when these situations come up, and you know, there's guys that are repeat offenders. So if you have guys that jump off sides cons- consistently, then there's a right. problem there, right? Yeah. So the the physical penalties are the ones that are tough because, you know, like you said, like the, well, the, the Crowder play, I mean, that was not a penalty, but, you know, it, it came down to some the referee called it. How this is taken care of is this way. You have meetings, you have team meetings, and you have offense and defensive meetings. These things are pointed out in front of the team. Sure. Because And they're, they're, they're not made to embarrass you but they're made to make you understand exactly what we're talking about right now. 
how these critical situations can cost you football games. And so that's what they're talking about in these meetings. So you hope that it carries over onto the field, but you can only carry it over so much. Well, sure. And you so, want the players to feel responsible to that's each right. other so that they yeah. won't do it. But you still can't, as a coach, physically go out on the field and not let them do it. Right. Ten penalties, 88 yards for the Giants in a three-point loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, stick with us if you're listening to us on The Fan in New York. We're going to be right back with more post-game coverage. But it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants' digital platforms. The final score once again, Kansas City 20, New York 17, as the Giants fall to 2-6, and 1-3 and three on the road. They will be now heading back to MetLife Stadium to host the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday before their Week 10 bye. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck.